0: had a good new year good holiday whatever that entails as far as uh religiosity or whatnot goes and uh we're back on track here um this week we're actually going to be uh effectively doing three episodes uh one will be later this week for the uh zelda 2 anniversary 35th anniversary which is almost insane to say but yeah zelda 2's uh turning 35 years old and there will also be a bonus episode of rocket with a card coming in in i'd say two days so that one will be a uh I've been going through it, and I'm about three quarters of the way done picking out the tracks, and um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit shorter than the last one, which is to say uh, it'll probably still be like an hour and a half, two hours long, so hopefully uh, hopefully you guys don't mind that, because yeah. Anyway, the game we're going to be kicking off this year is Burning Force, an arcade game that was developed by Namco, initially released in November of 1989, with a port to the Genesis slash Mega Drive coming to Japan October 19th, 1990, North America sometime in 1990, and then Brazil sometime in 1991. Burning Force ran on the Namco System 2 arcade hardware, uh, utilizing a, a Yamaha YM-21251 sound chip. Other notable games that ran on the same hardware were Dragon Saber after Story of Dragon Spirit, as the name implies a sequel to Dragon Spirit, Metal Hawk, Ordine, Philios, Rolling Thunder 2, Still Gunner 1 and 2, and Valkyrie no Densetsu, otherwise known as the Legend of Valkyrie. Burning Force was composed by Yoshinoro Kawamoto, and Kawamoto, near as I can tell, started with Namco in 1989, at least that's when his first credit popped up, and again, near as I can tell, is still there, uh, based on him being credited with Namco-developed games, uh, all the way up through 2018. Uh, I did find something else on the internet that did say he was still there, but I couldn't find any real validation of it, so I'm assuming he's still there, because, you know... It just, let's just assume he's still there and still happy and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't think you stay with the company that long and then just like in between like three years of the last production thing you did and just nope out maybe, but I mean, maybe he did, who knows. Anyway, all speculative bullshit on my end, so who knows, take it for what you will. Kawamoto has a rather extensive catalog of games he's worked on, all of them, of course, uh, Namco, or at this point, Bandai Namco related. Uh, some of the games he's worked on are the Sound of Music for the arcade versions of Splatterhouse and Felios, the PC Engine version of Dragon Spirit, Super Batter Up for the Super Nintendo, the Genesis version of Pac-Man 2 The New Adventure, Ridge Racer 5 for the PS2, Breakdown for the Xbox, Star Fox Assault for the GameCube, Smash Brothers for the 3DS and Wii U, Tekken 7, and Smash Bros. Ultimate and Taiko no Tatsujin Drum and Fun on the Switch. And with the informational part of the show out of the way, why don't we go ahead and get to the actual music? All right. So first up is Stage Select, a title that's a little deceiving because you only hear this after you die, and you can pick from the stages you've uh, completed or the most recent one. So yeah, uh, yeah, a little, little bit of a weird, uh, misleading title, but hey, whatever. Here it is. Here's Stage Select. <laughs> all fairly simple and not a whole lot to it this uh, is a good kind of way to get into the soundtrack because if you hear this and you think like oh this is going to be kind of pretty 80s you're right and the next track we're going to be listening to is bayard the daytime version and you will definitely um, see what i mean with the uh, the 80s this soundtrack just reeks of this decade <laughs> so here we go here's bayard in daytime I feel like that track's absolutely one of like top Namco like you know eh, late 80s early 90s music it's just fantastic yeah I know it reeks of the 80s and really just kind of if that like kind of heavy synthesizer sound that like, wee, 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 sort of sound isn't uh isn't your thing then definitely won't do it for you but all in all just I, I love this soundtrack and that I would say this is the one that kind of hooked me immediately and drove me to like dig it into the soundtrack a little bit more all right so now the next one is Bayard Nighttime there are some very minute differences, and it's really, it, and actually we're going to do that with all the stages. There's like daytime, nighttime, or part one, part two of these, and they're minute differences. Sometimes it's just a little bit of like of a note scale thing. It sounds a little bit differently. So listen to this, and for me, what I'm getting out of this this one sounds a little bit more like, not hollow, maybe a little bit more compressed than the other one, uh, almost a little not darker but it maybe fits in with the night theme a little bit more or maybe that's just me kind of playing into it uh why don't we just go ahead and play it and we can uh, come back and maybe you can be the judge of it and let me know in the, uh, in the show notes or twitter and just scream at me and tell me what an idiot i am because it's the same goddamn song <laughs> Well, hopefully listening to it makes a lot more sense than me trying to describe it but you know listening back to it on this set of headphones that I use for you know podcasting specifically it did still sound a little bit different it sounded a little more compressed a little more hollow maybe even like a not even a full- scale notes like deeper maybe I don't know it, there's just something different enough about it that I'm like okay this is worth maybe throwing it in there twice just to show that there is a variety of stuff even in these you know stages where there's you know just the same track effectively but just Change it a little bit tonally. So, anyway, with that, the next track we're going to be listening to is entitled Ticking Off. so this plays after the second segment of a stage and basically you go up into a a gigantic ship that outfits your hover bike with a little like spaceship kind of thing and you fly around and fight the boss so that track leads into this track which is the boss theme actually the first boss theme because there's two of them that alternate between stages (laughs) really I to expect sonically from a boss theme from a, uh, you know, a game that effectively is like a space harrier clone, but yeah, it's a little, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like the little funky guitar thing going on there. It's just a nice little riff. And uh, you know, th- these bosses aren't, I mean, they're not easy, but they're not crazy intense that I think really justifies this like really like frantic paced music that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shooters uh, be they, uh, you know, rail shooters like this one effectively is, or, you know, uh, side scrolling or vertical shooters really has a lot, some, I think it was Metal Black that had some really strange boss music, and I think this kind of just keeps with that theme a little bit, even if it's you know not the same developer, obviously. That was Taito, this is Namco, so yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, the next one is more of a jingle, but uh, here's what happens when you uh, clear the boss. Not much to it, again. Just thought it was catchy and wanted to throw it in there. All right, next up is the music that plays during the bonus stage, and the bonus stage happens after every single boss fight, basically. when you go on to the gigantic ship that comes and picks you up and transitions your hover bike into a ship that i want to say is effectively like a spaceship because the later stages do take place in space sort of um the whole thing is a training simulator so i guess it doesn't really? Whatever, it doesn't really matter, right? Right, right, getting hung up on semantics here. So, you go through the boss fight, and it's, you know, kind of heavy impact stuff. It's a little tougher. It's not, like I said, it's not crazy hard, and then you go to the bonus stage, which is pretty much just for points, and, you know, you get this sort of, like, low impact, kind of just fun music, and I kind of think that sets the mood very well for that. It's like, okay, you can calm down now, things have been tense, just take a quick breather, and now here's just, like, you know, just get the bubbles with a bunch of points in them, and just kind of roll with it. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on, the next one we're going to be listening to is Saranuka Sands, the daytime version. As the difficulty of the game ramps up, so apparently does the intensity of the music. Now, I really like this one, and I think your eh, mileage is going to vary depending on that lead synth sound. If you can stand that, then I think you'll kind of dig this one too. If not, then probably not going to really be very tolerant of it, because I feel like it's a little bit more almost (sighs) droney, a little bit more whiny, if you will, than in uh, Bay Yard. And I think it's a little more melodic in Bayard 2, where that's a little bit more of an easy listen. This one is a little bit not, not tougher to listen to, but more more of a challenge just because of the tones in it. So yeah. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the nighttime version of it now. And by it, I mean Sarah Nuka Sands. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> see now this was the track that really made me go back and listen to bay yard because i was like you know what am I'm, I'm not crazy there is something different between these so i went back and listened to it a few times I was like okay there is something different so because originally i was like well maybe it's just a shortened version of it i'm just not hearing it but yeah this is definitely a little bit different so yeah anyway we're gonna move on to the next one and that is the boss 2 theme Really something you expect with a shooter's boss stage but again i kind of appreciate it i like how it's like kind of slow methodical maybe a little bit more it makes you concentrate a little bit more Then think you that little burst of like intensity but it's not like crazy intense and then kind of melds it back down to that baseline there it's it's a nice little kind of i don't know like give and go between the two of like okay concentrate concentrate okay mellow out, mellow out. it's okay it's okay just relax it's, i don't know just a nice little cool thing so anyway we're gonna move on to the next one and that is aerospace the daytime version Okay, outside of that little bit right there, the last, you know, it starts just as sort of loops again for the third time there, I think this is probably like one of my least favorite tracks on the whole soundtrack. It's not bad, it's just like, eh, it doesn't kind of really do it for me. So, let's see if the uh, nighttime version of Aerospace does anything for me then. <music> yeah outside of the baseline there didn't yeah really didn't do it for me <sighs> so i the f- rather than slog on the thing because like i said it, it's not bad it just didn't really do it for me so um yeah rather than slog on it we're gonna move on to the next one and that is grassland daytime <laughs> I couldn't tell in the first like three seconds of that track that i was gonna like this a little bit more you clearly haven't listened to this podcast very long and uh gotten used to whatever the hell my tastes are because i don't know what the hell my tastes are sometimes but yeah it just kind of hits all the notes i was looking for there it's still a little more subdued than i would think especially for like this late in the game for a uh you know this type of game it's just i don't know i i, I still like it so i'm not gonna sit here and like rag on it at all but yeah anyway let's go ahead and listen to the nighttime version Okay, for the life of me, I'm—I don't know if I'm hearing a difference at all between the uh, daytime and nighttime version. It is if there is, it is so negligible and just not—I don't want to say important enough, but not big enough that my ear is catching it. Maybe I'm missing something entirely, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like there's much of a difference there. But it eh, doesn't really matter because really, this track kind of reminds me of um, Neon Night Riders from Turtles in Time. It, of course, doesn't sound the exact same, but it just kind of puts out the same vibe for me. And uh, you can't really go wrong with that. All right, next up is Another World 1. another one of those that i just feel just doesn't really stand out kind of either way i mean it's not bad it's got a decent like kind of beat to it and rhythm but eh, for the most part it just kind of like yeah it's fine you know it it works well in the game itself but kind of on its own it's like oh, okay so yeah anyway here is part two of another world Now, I feel like this one makes up for the first part of Another World. There's a lot more, like, intensity to it. There's... Not a lot more, but there's a fair bit more amount of intensity going on there. There's, uh, let's say, a little bit more range of instrumentation and notes. It just, there's, it's just busier, and I think I kind of appreciate that a little bit more. The other one it sounds like it's more of a backing track to something, I effectively. Yes, I know most of this music is background music and call that for a reason, but <laughs> yeah. You know, it just doesn't feel like the first part of that stood out, and this one at least has something memorable. And maybe it's just that, you know, the lead synth sound there that I kind of like am a little bit of maybe that's what's doing it for me but all in all i feel like this is the kind of superior version to it so anyway moving on to the next one and that is continue not too bad but nothing specifically really kind of stands out it just you know it seems to be exactly what you're looking for with a continue music it just yeah sort of is what it is with that so all right the next track we're going to listen to and don't ask why these are in this order in the soundtrack um it just is this way but is luna spaceport which is effectively like the third boss theme not the third boss you face in the game but out of all the boss themes this is the third one they made and i think it's only used this one time so yeah anyway here we go a while since i've played this and i gave myself a little refresher course by going on youtube and just watching somebody play through it a few days ago and i'm kind of I, i'm wanting to say this is the track that plays from the like last stage through the last boss i'm trying to remember exactly how that works maybe it's not that but i know this plays during the last boss so this is something that i feel like it kind of like lives up to what we're doing or what you expect when you're fighting a last boss in a, you know, a shooter game. You know, I I know this is sort of more of a, like a rail shooter, I guess, than like a vertical or side-scrolling thing, so it kind of works out that way. But, you know, it's whatever. It's the same genre, effectively. So, all those other boss themes are a lot more mellow and maybe a little bit more concentrative type music. Like, I appreciate what this one does, is it sort of does add that intensity flair to it. And I'm like 95% sure if that concentrative isn't a word, but you know what I meant. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just making words up now. Oh, God. Good job, Jason. All right. So the next track we're going to be listening to is Graduation. Now, before we do that, though, what I do have to do is graduate us to the promo stuff. So I try not to do this at the end of the show because, uh, you know, people tend to check out maybe after the last couple of minutes or the last track plays. So we're just going to go ahead and do it now. So if you like the show and want to support it, you can go over to patreon.com gamesandjunk games and junk over there. You can kick in anything from a dollar all the way up to, well, you can do as much as you want want, but as far as tiers go, the only things we have are for a dollar, $3, $5, $10, and $20? Yeah, $20. I forget the 10 I think it's a 10 still. Yeah, it's been a while since I've looked because, you know, I haven't had any takers on that one because, you know, $10 a month is a lot for f- a few podcasts. So when you subscribe to these Patreon tiers, what do you get? Well, I'm glad you asked. So for the $1 a month tier, you'll get a hearty thank you from me on Patreon as well as a special backer thing on, on our Discord, a, a hacker alias uh, color thing on your name. God, I just... I, you know, I've, I've kind of been drug kicking and screaming into discord cause I just, you know, I don't use it. And I understand now that's more like a modern BBS system, which, you know, my old brain can kind of figure out, but it's just a matter of like, Oh, Hey, here's a BBS that you go to and talk to people. But there's like nine of them all in one place or as many of them as you want all in one place. And it's a little, I don't want to say overwhelming at times, but it can be a little overwhelming. I just think the the server and topics thing is a little confusing for, you know, an old person like me. The next tier is $3 a month. Now, for $3 a month, and I should mention that for all of the different tiers, there is different colors for your hacker alias. That's what we decided to call all of of your screen names or usernames or whatever the hell they are on, uh, on the Discord. You get different colors for each tier, so this way people will know how special you are and how much you donate and how much you love and support the show or some such fuckery. I don't know. So $3 a month will also get you the bonus episodes of this podcast, Rock It With Your Card Out, which are uh, multi-hour length, most of the time, uh, episodes where I go into the... uh (laughs) real history, but I look back at the games that came out in that half of the month in five-year increments, so uh, I, you'll have to excuse me while I uh, break, uh, not tradition here, but I have to get used to saying from potentially 1982, 1987, 1992, 1997, 2002, 2007, 2012, and 2017. See, for the last, uh, you know, seven months or whatever it is I've been doing those bonus episodes, It's been, you know, 86, 91, 96. So it's, you know, a little, just breaking the habit of saying that. So yeah, so basically what I do is I pick out games that came out in that half of the month in those years and find tracks that I like from those soundtracks and pop them in. So make a really long playlist effectively for you with me telling you the developer, the original platform it released on, the day it released on that original platform, as well as the composers on the tracks. For that same three dollars a month, you will also get the bonus segments on Multimedia Failure, my video game movie podcast I do with my friends Vanessa Cahill and John Lucero. So what we do is we effectively chronologically. Sometimes we break it just to uh, you know, I guess because we feel like it. <laughs> um, effectively chronologically through the release of video games, we pick a mo- or we watch a movie. And then rank them against each other totally scientifically, absolutely 100% scientifically. And, you know, of course we talk about it and make jokes about it and uh, wallow in our misery as we've uh, realized we've gone through 69 video game movies. And it's uh, just sometimes it's an awful, awful ride, but, you know, sometimes you have fun with it. And the last bonus for that $3 a month tier is a handy catch-all fee that also comes in a higher quality audio rate for all the podcasts we do, that includes the Games and Junk Game Club. And for $5 a month, you will get all the stuff I mentioned on the previous tier, again, with a special, uh, you know, Discord uh, hacker alias coloring on your name, and a... Shout out slash thank you on the show. So, for the people that donate $5 a month, I have to thank Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, Nathan Cooper, and Michael Hughes. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that you guys all kind of support this endeavor of mine, I guess, <laughs> between this and the Video Game Movie Podcast, which is just torturous at times. Not the podcast itself. Just watching video game movies is torturous. But, yeah, it really means the world to me, so... $10 a month will get you all the stuff that I mentioned on the previous tiers, as well as you can pick out a topic for an episode of any one of the podcasts. So if there's a video game movie that you want, uh, you know, Vanessa, John and I to cover before it's time, like we jump up the, you know, jump up the list chronologically and check it out before we, uh, you know, before we're due to get there. Because, you know, the way we're going, it's going to be like five, six years before we even come close to reaching uh, current days. I'll lot bore you with the details on the rest of the tiers there's a couple others there that you can check but if you really want to go look see which uh which one looks right for you just go over to patreon.com slash games junk or check in the show notes and the patreon link is right there where it says support me on patreon with an exclamation point at the end so you know i'm serious with that anyway with that i think we're ready to go ahead and move on to our next track and that is graduation because i know i said that like five minutes ago at this point so here it is If you remember, I mentioned at the beginning of the show or near the beginning of the show, this whole thing is like a training simulation that the main character is going through. So when she's completed this whole thing, you get promoted to a, uh, like a starfighter pilot, basically. Now, I'm not really sure how it correlates that you're on a hover bike on the earth and that translates into you being a starfighter pilot, but you know, hey, it's whatever i guess so yeah but you know nice celebratory music all in all there so i thought that worked out pretty well all right the next thing we're going to be listening to is the closing theme Closing theme, ending theme. It's titled Closing Theme, but yeah, it's just the ending theme basically. That's the thing that plays in the little cutscene that ends the whole game. Which, you know, in retrospect, I feel ripped off anytime I go to an arcade and play a game, finish it all the way through, and then you get this like half second, like splash screen there, and you're like, hey, you completed the game. Congratulations. And it's over. At the same time, like, it it just seems like kind of ridiculous that, like, they would bother putting an ending into something like this because, like, you can't hear it half the time just because the drone of other arcade games kind of going and the crowd noise and everything. But anyway next up is winners which is basically just the uh, name entry for your high score just the peppy 80s cheese on this i love it it is probably one of my favorites in this whole thing it's just yeah unnecessarily peppy and happy especially because most of the time when you put in your high score it means you died and it means you got to pump in another quarter to play or whatever but yeah all right so the last two tracks we're going to be doing are tracks that were unused in the final release of the game so the first one is um unused one boy i'm very good at this stuff aren't i crazy about that one i could see this is like a menu option sort of thing because it's not really much to it but hey you know all in all i thought it was kind of worth including it's you know a decent track and a uh, rather solid soundtrack so all right and the thing we're gonna wrap up with here is unused number two that unused number two just unused two you made it sound like it was an unused turd Ah, god anyway here we go here's the second unused track I feel like that one was a little bit more fleshed out than the uh, last unused track or the first unused track there. I mean, ultimately, like, I feel, you know, Kalamoto or maybe just composers in general probably come with a few extra tracks for a game like this just in case, like, oh, you know, this doesn't really fit necessarily, so maybe I'll try doing this. You know, you get a you get a good idea of what the game is going to be, but then when you have the music playing behind you, you're like, oh, maybe this doesn't work, maybe I'll do something with this, so and i assume this was just like on the arcade board or something like that just unused and or the final board or something like that i don't know it's just i i really i think that's one of the things i like about doing this podcast so much is when i go dig up the soundtrack for some of these games i find unused tracks you know stuff you don't hear in the game and it's like oh this is cool like I don't know, it's just a nice little, like, creative thing of uh, finding stuff like that is like, oh, wow, the, you know, the composer like, had something else in mind and wanted to do something or had something else to kind of throw in there if the uh, developer, or the, you know, the actual, like, programmers and stuff, like, came up with something else that they needed or it just wasn't a good fit, you know, the music it came up with, so I just think it's always kind of like a nice little thing to kind of get into and, well, again, not officially part of the soundtrack itself, I think it's always, not important but maybe a little important to throw in the unused tracks because at least you get the kind of sense of the composer behind the musical even even more than you do just by listening to the soundtrack itself all right and with that why don't we go ahead and wrap this bad boy up because i've got another uh, podcast to record tomorrow and then there will be one on the 14th coming out to celebrate zelda 2's uh you know fifth, thir- 15th <laughs> yeah, geez, uh 35th anniversary god it's only 20 years off jeez <laughs> so yeah so uh, like i said there's gonna be a three record with your cardouts this week if you uh, you know subscribe at the three dollar tier and above, you'll get three episodes of Rocket with your card out. If not, you'll get two. I mean, I know, boohoo, two episodes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I did this, just because I kind of needed a break and I couldn't. I was having just having a hard time like come up with anything in particular I wanted to do, and every time I thought I had something, I was like, eh, just I'm not feeling it. And then this kind of was in the list of stuff that I wanted to cover, and I popped it on there, and, you know, Bayard just kind of clicked, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think this is what we're going to do this week. I'm I'm, I'm feeling this one. So, yeah. It's it's a real Russian roulette uh, sort of, like, situation as far as what in the hell i'm gonna end up doing every week sometimes i don't even know but thankfully Zelda 2 popped up in that uh bonus episode thing that i saw that it was hitting its 35th anniversary or birthday or whatever you want to call it and i was like oh perfect i can i can do another episode to kind of make up for the lack of an episode last week so yeah anyway that'll wrap up this episode of rocket with your card out again appreciate you listening go share the word around this way if uh, you know you can't afford to do anything on patreon maybe somebody that you refer to can i would really appreciate it and you know you can always follow me on twitter at jason ariel and you can follow the show at roby Kill podcast. That is R O W Y C O podcast. So other than that, I think that wraps it up. So once again, I just want to thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.